The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. folks welcome to another edition of no credentials required where you don't need a press pass to talk sports and we are brought to you by belly up sports in association with godzilla media (laughs) to my right is a man who did not definitely who definitely did not end his career by spending too much time at the buffet line dustin henry dustin how are we doing tonight there's never too much time at the buffet line that's my number one rule i mean i could be there all day and i'll tell you I'll tell you that uh, one of my one of my uh, big time goals in life. I don't think I'm ever going to do it because I don't think I have have the uh, hoods for to do it. I once told this to a girl on a date, and there was not a second date. I said, <laughs> "I have always wanted." <laughs> I said, "I have always wanted to go to a Chinese restaurant and go up to a fresh tray of General Sal's and just take the entire steam tray back to my table just to see what people would do." <laughs> That's that's I call that pulling a homer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yars, his no man. Just a relentless e machine. Yars. And then he he they did that they did that a similar plot like that twice because I remember one time uh, he was at another buffet and they said it is the monster with many mouths. <laughs> oh man! Sure, he even ate the plastic. He even ate the plastic fruit. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! What, what a way to start the show! What that, a way that, to start the show! That put me in a good mood. How about you, sir? How are you tonight? Ooh. Oh well, my well, I forgot to introduce myself. My name is Ryan McCarthy. I'm one of the other co-hosts, <laughs> yeah. and uh, I just got to say, my favorite—I would say my favorite item at the Chinese buffet at the Chinese buffet is definitely the anything with broccoli. I, I know I'm a weirdo. Oh, yeah. I love broccoli. I, like, like when I was a kid, when I was a toddler, my parents will test this. And hi, mom and dad. My parents will test this. I used to refuse ice cream in favor of broccoli. I, I wanted broccoli instead oh, of ice cream. Oh, man. I'm I mean, a weirdo. I'm a, I'm a fan of broccoli, but I mean, you you put ice cream in front of me, I'm going to pick it every time. But I'm, Well, now I'm that I'm you. an adult, I know wiser. I'm, I'm a little bit yeah. wiser. I'll, I won't refuse ice cream if you say ice cream or broccoli. <laughs> ice cream, come on. Wait, it depends on what it is. Yeah, yeah, there is there is an ice cream scale. But uh, no, I, I agree with you. Uh, broccoli pairs insanely well with Chinese food. I also like it on a pizza if it's done well, you know? Pretty true. Broccoli true. is versatile. It is versatile. It is versatile. Well, before we get to uh, tonight's topics, just want to remind you about our social media channels, Twitter, I mean, X, uh, Instagram, <laughs> and the scarcely used TikTok. It's at NoCredsReq, Facebook.com forward slash NoCredsReq. On YouTube, it's YouTube.com forward slash NoCredsReq. And I just want to remind you, if you're watching on Facebook or on YouTube or on X, just want to remind you to please smash that like button smash it responsibly because every little every little like every little every little uh thumbs up helps yeah and if you're on youtube right now if you're not subscribed please subscribe we're on a drive to get to 500 subscribers so we can finally get this 
crap show monetize. <laughs> yes. Yes. Come on. <laughs> Support this dumpster fire. <laughs> Support this tire fire of a podcast. <laughs> On the audio side, please subscribe on a myriad of podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Google Play, wherever you podcast. Rate and review five stars. This many is preferred. Also, review the podcast. We might even read it on the air, and I don't care how how awesome the review is or how disgustingly revile uh, the podcast your review is. We'll read it on the air, and because this is a live show, and it's a live show, you're watching at home. You say, "Oh, how do I how do I engage?" Well, Dustin, I know you've been here looting this the entire week to hear that beautiful, beautiful sound. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's right, folks. Engage with the show. Leave a comment. Again, if again, it's it, it's it could be on live. It could be on replay. We'll read it, and we're just gonna we're just gonna we'll read it. We'll we'll go through the we'll go through the comments as we go through the show, and we have another installment of our summer movie series, which is called No Ticket Required. And of course, I gotta play the trailer. Oh, of course, fire it up. All right, here we go. (laughs) This week, we are reviewing the 1986 classic Hoosier... Damn it, I spelled it wrong. Hoosiers. <laughs> hosers. Yeah. It's the Canadian version of Hoosiers. Hosers. Yeah. Also there known go. as a like famous it. recording artist, Hosier. You know, Hosier. we could we could go with this mm-hmm. all day. We could go with I still I still don't know how to pronounce his his name, really. I don't know either, but we're not talking about him tonight. We're talking about the movie Hoosiers. <laughs> yeah, there we go. So I had some trouble trying to locate this movie because on Amazon um, Amazon Fire on my Amazon Fire TV stick uh-huh. uh, you can only watch it on either Pluto TV or Roku or the Roku channel with commercials so it kind of interrupted the vibe for me otherwise mm-hmm. you know, I, I I watched it it was a good it was, it was a decent movie Dustin let's get your point of view on this movie I know that you're you're the more you're the you're more the cinephile of the two of us. Oh man. <laughs> what is your, what what would what was your opinion on this movie? How did, did, were there some things you liked? There's some things that were some things that you didn't like. What give me your impressions of this movie? Okay. All right. So I do have some thoughts on this movie. Um some bad, some good. Mm-hmm. And I'm starting to realize that maybe I am you you say I'm more of the cinephile of the two of us. I think that flatters me a little bit. I am far from a cinephile, but I have well, watched. I, well, let me just say that <laughs> I don't mean to interrupt you, but let me just say, yeah. whenever we go, whenever we go on vacation to the other banks, you bring a giant binder full <laughs> of DVDs. Yeah, and one yeah. of those DVDs, we'll have to do a bad movie night sometime. Yeah, oh on yeah, no sure. on no ticket required. <laughs> One of your movies is the 1977. I don't know if you say classic. Yeah, I don't think so. Deathbed. 
the bed that eats. Yeah, yes, deathbed, the bed that eats. Uh, my, I wanted to watch that based off a Pat Oswalt bit that he did many years ago. Shout out to him, and shout mm-hmm. out to my buddy Chris Charling. I know he's not watching tonight. Shame on him. But uh, he is the Shame. one that procured that movie for me. So we all, we all. Next time you see Chris, thank him because he's the reason we we were uh, privy to that masterpiece. But anyway, <laughs> you are right. Mostly I just want to do uh, – I want to watch the DVDs in the movie room, you know, as we do on vacation. Um, but I'm starting to realize no no ticket required has taught me something, at least about sports movies. I'd be interested to see if it carries over into other movies. I'm a bit of a modern movie snob. Now, I understand I like – I like the 90s movies I grew up with. I like some 80s movies that I grew up with. But I'm starting to realize that I have become accustomed to a very different style of movie. So let me start off. I also had the difficulties. I went to Amazon. I'm like, all right, I got I to gotta watch the, the, the movie for the podcast. The people are going to mm-hmm. be clamoring for my thoughts on this movie and i get to amazon and it's like this title is not available right now i, I can hear them i can hear them clamoring. <laughs> yeah and i was like what is going on so then i'm like where can i stream it i almost i almost flipped out i'm like i've never i've never missed a movie i gotta figure this out so i i'm like i'm gonna have to search through my dvd thing because i'm like do i have this movie and i just don't even know so but Pluto, Pluto came to the rescue, albeit maybe it tainted my experience of the movie, too. Because if I see one more canned cocktail commercial, I'm going to lose it because that's what <laughs> I got all throughout my Pluto uh, viewing. But also Pluto froze a few times. So there was a few times I had to go ba- I, back out, I, go back in. I watched on the Roku channel and yeah. one of the, com- the one commercial that kept coming up was Pampers. Oh, you kept getting Pampers, Pampers. pull-ups. Uh, <laughs> Pampers pull-ups, my friend. With Mickey maybe Mouse. Mickey and Minnie Mouse. Uh, yeah, maybe they're trying to say something. Who knows? Who knows what they're it, they're marketing? Well, I guess Roku said Roku found out that yeah, my, one of my un, unaccomplished one of my un, my lack of accomplishments is becoming a father and saying, Hey Ryan, oh geez. pull-ups. Oh, you on. went darker with that than I thought. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> so to get this horse back on the track or the train, whichever, um, my first thing with this movie, I was like, I was all screwed up because it's called Hoosiers. So I thought it mm-hmm. was going to be an Indiana Hoosiers college basketball movie. I'm sitting there. I haven't seen this. And then we get in there and I get that Indiana's the Hoosier state, right? I did a little real time research. I get it. But this movie's about the Hickory Huskers, and it's a high school. And I'm like, what the hell's going on? So, <laughs> so I was, um, but I will say, things I liked, uh, it had another 80s synthorific soundtrack. Mm-hmm. I, I did love that. Hit the spot. Hit the that. spot. And, and it's, another, um, it's another opening montage. But this one... I told you last week, Ford versus Ferrari, that opening with uh, Carol Shelby racing, that had me mm-hmm. from the word go. I was <laughs> like, I am in for this movie. Um, the montage of, of um, why is his name escaping me? Gene Norman Hackman. Dale. Yeah, Norman Dale. Yeah, Norman, Norman Mail, Gene Hackman, driving to 
uh, Indiana. That was like a soothing montage. I like the shots of like um, the fork in the road, the kind mm-hmm. of simple life vibe going on there. Uh, yep. Some shots of the fall leaves. This movie, I should have checked to see where it was shot because I'm like, man, this is evoking like in some weird way. It evoked some like childhood memories for me in, in mm-hmm. some way. And it kind of relaxed me. I was like, all right, I'm into this. I'm into this. Let's go. Um, but then, so so I'm just going to do some quick ones. The things I loved, Jimmy shooting in jeans and a T-shirt, that that classic practice mm-hmm. attire of jeans yep. and a T-shirt in the gym at the beginning. Um, Dennis Hopper, he looks like Tom Sizemore when he first is introduced <laughs> in this movie, that, that little scene at the diner. Um, Rest in peace, Tom Sizemore. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and Dennis Hopper, man. Wait, wait, wait. There, we gotta do. Tim, I gotta do. I, I gotta do some real time research on this program. I just want to make sure Tom Sizemore is actually dead. I'm sorry. Tom Sizemore, I believe he is, but yeah, you can do some real time research. Yep, passed away on March twenty, March third of this year. Okay. All I mean, right. I mean, I mean, rest in peace. <laughs> yeah, yeah, rest in peace. Um, but uh, some things I've noticed, some things I liked. Um. I like the little touch, you know, he, uh, Norman is going to, to talk to Jimmy about why he didn't show up at class mm-hmm. and, uh, Jimmy's shooting baskets. And the only basket he misses is when Norman says, I don't care if you go out for the team or not. And he misses a basket right then and there. And I thought that that was kind of, uh, you know, that was a little, little foreshadowing a little bit of something but basically this is another movie we're we're on a steady stream now we've seen them in these sports motif movies mm-hmm. uh and we've seen this motif in every movie we've watched in some ways norman norman dale is another his way or the highway coach he yep. he closes practices they're saying this is how the old coach did it he says i don't care we got that guy from Forrest Gump, who always kind of plays like a smarmy guy. He's trying to coach him. He's trying to railroad him out. The whole town's against him, and he basically says, F y'all. It's my way. I know what the hell I'm doing. I'm going to figure this out. And he actually sacrifices a, a win because uh, he takes he takes uh, Ray out of the game when he only has five guys five starters he takes ray out of Mm -hmm. the game because ray would not adhere to the four pass rule and in a way i kind of respected it i was like man this guy's really he's on him he's on him but i will say spoilers for the ending of the film he is the first one that i really noticed starting to allow input from his players over the course of the movie, you know, in the beginning, right. he's like, what it's I tru- say the goes. Trust, the trust factor is burned. Yes, yes. I thought this movie did a good job of showing that evolution. I liked the subplot of Shooter, uh, him being introduced into the movie. Um, Dennis Hopper, when I saw him, I couldn't help but think of two things. Speed, because I remember him from Speed mm-hmm. in 90, yep. what, 95? And then those commercials. Oh, 93, I think. Oh, it was 93, huh? Yeah, Hold up. Be, all right. Real-time real research. Time research. 94. <laughs> oh, 94. Hey, split the difference. Hey, so, all right. <laughs> so so uh, anyway, um, I also couldn't help but think of 
these are Bruce Smith shoes, man. Remember those commercials? <laughs> does <laughs> he's always really good at playing an unhinged guy? I think he does a good job in this movie. But yeah. I really, I really did enjoy Gene Hackman's performance. Um, and and uh, the last thing I have is I like when Ray really he punches the guy in the face, the one player that kind of grabs uh, Norman in the in yep. one of their one of their first games so i like the team coming together and um i also have with two exclamation points and a question mark ollie shoots a potty shot in the regionals final and then he shoots Granny it. shot yeah shot. he's shooting all of them uh, i never noticed i in all the practices and stuff they made it look like he was like somewhat competent player even though he's short and then all of a sudden they got him like bricking layups and shooting potty shots i'm like what are they trying to do with this guy but the reason that this movie falls a little bit in my estimation and this might be just me but stylistically i felt like some of the cuts some of the shots the timeline in this movie were very was very abrupt there were times where I kept being like, did I miss something? Did Pluto like uh like skip ahead somehow? Like I yeah. I, I was just like the the one scene that illustrates for illustrates it for me and the best illustrate my point and then I'll shut up so that you can get to your uh thoughts on this movie. So they're talking so if you haven't seen this movie, we're going to spoil the heck out of it. So Jimmy Jimmy Chitwood eventually joins the team and he really he really comes to coach's defense he said because they're trying to get him out of town half the town doesn't like him they're trying to run him out on a rail and jimmy comes in he says i think it's time for me to play ball and he says but coach stays if coach goes i go so then of course Mm -hmm. you know norman gets to stay after his controversial uh you know, people are digging up articles about him from Ithaca, all his time at Ithaca, and we find out why he's kind of there. Um, he was Bobby Knight before Bobby Knight was a thing. Yes, yes, <laughs> I could see out. the the direction that they were. Yeah, they were they were trying to go with that. Which this was was it eighty six, eighty seven. This was well within to Bobby Knight's tenure, was it not? He he started there in the seventies. I want to say, I can't. Yeah. Yes, I think so. Yeah. So you have to wonder if that's some inspiration. Um, But anyway, the point that I'm trying to make here with this very long-winded thing. So Jimmy joins the team, and then it cuts to a montage where seemingly they are winning a bunch of games. And he even says, he even says, things are clicking with Jimmy. The last, the last, I believe he says the last couple months, you know, the last couple months. Then it cuts to a scene where he's trying to, he's trying to, uh, I believe he's trying to inspire Shooter. He's saying, you know, you've got to do this. You've got to, you've got to kick it. I need you. I need your help. And he's Mm -hmm. saying, I didn't want to stick up. I didn't want anybody to stick up for me. And I didn't want to stick up for anybody. But after what Jimmy did the other night. So I'm like, wait a minute. (laughs) Wait a minute, what's going on? And there were there were multiple times because of the shots and some of the abrupt cuts, I kept feeling like I was missing something. I yeah. think maybe just a bit too much of this movie hit the cutting room floor. 
I have mm -hmm. to wonder if there's scenes that would have tied everything together just a little bit better because, you know, I kept it. This movie had like a disjointed feel to it, almost like it was trying to be too, too fast. It was two hours yeah. and nine minutes runtime with commercials on Pluto. So hmm. I don't know, but, uh, yeah, let me. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna zip it now, and let me get some of your thoughts <laughs> on this movie here. Well, it. I would say that Hoosiers. Hoosiers is considered a classic. It's considered yeah. a lot of people have Hoosiers in their top ten sports yeah. movies of all time. This is my first time watching it, and yeah. I don't know if it's because the commercials kept disrupting yeah. the flow, and I couldn't find any other way to 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 try to watch this movie except for Roku, the Roku channel. Um, it did disrupt disrupt the flow a little bit because mm. you'd get to a you'd get to the next scene all of a sudden boom Pampers commercial yeah or, yeah or, yeah or 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 a Hyundai commercial it's like I don't want to buy a Hyundai or diapers I can't I mean <laughs> I mean unless I'm gonna donate diapers I, I don't have an inclination to buy them yeah but it it definitely followed the 1980s inspirational underdog movie mm -hmm. it followed that same formula Rocky had that same formula. Um, any movie from the '80s had that same form, had that had that formulaic sports movie, sports drama of underdog story. And by the way, just wanted to do we do research on this program. Mm -hmm. This was actually based on a true story. Like every single movie okay. we watched this summer, okay, based I had on a wonder. true story. Yeah, it's based on the uh, it's based on the. 1954 Indiana State champion Milan High School, who was undersized and like Hickory High School in this movie, it was just it was one of the smallest schools in Indiana. Now, if you don't know much about the state of Indiana and their basketball tournament, every school has the uh, ability to participate. I'm not sure if they changed that since uh, I'm not sure if they've changed that over the years, but high school basketball is a big thing in indiana oh yeah it's, it's a religion very, out there it's very similar to high school hockey in minnesota now mm -hmm. or high, high school, school hockey, football like texas right high school football in texas or florida yeah. uh, mm -hmm. or anywhere in the south basically for sure yeah for sure it's a huge deal and you know, it's the smallest school in the state of indiana you know ultimate underdog story there's only at the start of the movie there's only six guys on that team and on the first game they finish with four men because they don't put anyone else out there as a punishment to the players mm -hmm. here's the hokey thing i didn't quite understand it's four games into the season yeah and you're ready to get rid of the coach just based <laughs> on the fact that he's an outsider we don't like his ways and again it's another formulaic thing of an of a 1980s movie Yes. a sports movie, a sports movie especially. Yeah. So yeah. again, Angel Angela Pizzo, who is the, who who wrote who wrote this film, he also wrote Rudy. So yeah. very successful, very successful screenwriting career for that gentleman. Mm -hmm. uh, as all, and fun fact, he's also an Indiana University uh, season ticket supporter. So, oh, okay. So right. Indiana University, the the actual Hoosiers, uh, which is where the inspiration for this movie, the, the name of the movie was inspired by and the year that after the movie came out the indiana, indiana won the national championship and i'm still sore about it because because keith smart broke my heart 
in ni- March 1987 when on that when he beat Syracuse in the, in the final seconds of that game. I was heartbroken, oh, absolutely man. heartbroken. Heartbroken nine year old Ryan still hurts to this day. Thanks a lot, Keith Smart. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, I also found that I like Gene Hackman's performance. Yeah. I found Barbara Hershey's performance absolutely wooden. Yeah, I did not. The whole subplot where they're supposed to be, and you knew, you, you knew, knew at the beginning, you knew the onset, they were going to be, they're going, to, he's going to be a love. She's going to be a love interest. Yeah, yeah. Towards the end of the film, they, first of all, they did nothing to build it except for that no. one extremely awkward scene at the farm where her mother's like, "Coach, it seems like you need some help. You're coming for dinner." And she's like, I don't. And she's like, I don't want him to come for dinner. And the mom's like, He's coming for dinner. Supper on Sunday. Yeah. (laughs) But anyway, they did nothing to build it, or whatever her name is, Opal. Opal. Yeah, that's what her name was. Opal. She was. She was an MVP for performance. But anyway. Um, they did nothing to build real MVP of this film. (laughs) Yeah, they did nothing to build this, and she just like hates him for no reason because uh, my brother played my brother played basketball, and I never understood why it was such a big deal. And I see the people that are like uh, they're they're reminiscing about their glory days when they were seventeen years old, and I look at I look after Judy, and I don't want that to happen. And uh, you know, he's gonna go to Wabash College and get himself a scholarship. Like, yeah, Wabash, and she just Wabash is like going College. off on it. But then she's like, "I don't want him to be fifty and coaching here." And like, I she just punched him right in the nuts, right verbally, right immediately. And then he's just like, "I'm trying to find where the classroom is." But it, and that, but they did nothing to build it. And then all of a sudden, yeah. at, uh, towards the end of the movie, he's like. I dreamed about kissing you from the first time I saw yep. you. I'm like, this is Jesus. Come on, this sucks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was like, this is coming out of nowhere. You know, you know who she, you know who Myra, who Myra was. Myra <laughs> was Mox before Mox was a thing. Oh. I don't want your life. <laughs> yeah. I don't want his life. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, maybe oh. that, maybe that. Uh, for next summer, maybe we could do Varsity Blues for no no ticket classic, required. Next, huh? yeah, for no ticket required, we'll do classic sports movies as opposed yeah. to like movies we really haven't seen. Yeah, or we have yeah. seen, but like one of us has seen, but the other one hasn't. But yes. we'll watch. We'll definitely do a count like a cl- countdown of classic sports movies for sure. Yeah. We'll start in the spring and we'll just keep go- keep rolling until next football the twenty twenty four yeah the NFL season. But I mean, it was a decent movie. It, it filled all the right boxes. It, it filled, ticked all the right boxes in terms of uh, underdog story, 64 kids in the high school, yeah. going to the state final, playing South Bend, South Bend Central. And you know who South Bend sent, you know who, who, you know who's at South Bend, the University of Notre Dame. And oh no, they're playing the inner city kids. You know, it's <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm going to hear the complaints. Like, you don't see any black people until the last part of the film. It's like, well, to the inner city. I mean, yeah. Well, and it was also, it was also like this what, kid is this leading was, scorer for the team. It's like, uh oh, <laughs> this was 19, 19, 1950 something, you know, 1951. Whatever. And so. here's the peculiar part that I forgot this was before the shot clock was introduced by the NBA three years later. Oh, man. And when I saw the low score, when I saw the score, I'm like, it's only 34 30, and it's the- yeah. Fourth, quarter, I thought this. I thought the a same minute thing. and a half left. I'm, going, I'm like, these I'm kids are laying up bricks. Yes, <laughs> these kids are terrible. 
But, and I do have to side note, since we're talking about, I, I was into the games, right? I liked, I liked the game sequences. Yep. I thought they did a good job. Um, but there was a couple times where the music score did not match what was going on. Or no. again, with the, with the abrupt cuts, the kid, the one kid who's a shooter's son there, he gets shoved into the glass thing. Yes. He's on the ground, and then, like, two seconds later, he gets back up, and they don't even play, like, some ominous music. They're just like, oh. da, 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 da. like yeah. you know, <laughs> it, just, it was kind of funny. It was so kind of I, I, I figured I, – I, I was trying to figure out who um, who's George Walker was, and I finally figured him out. He's Colonel Oates from Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Oh, <laughs> Colonel Oates. I haven't from seen Alaska. that movie in years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. the 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 uh, head of the the uh, the headmaster of the military school in Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I man. would drop and give me infinity push-ups. <laughs> what? When I was you heard me, infinity push-ups. <laughs> When I was a kid, I thought that Bogus Journey was better than Excellent Adventure. I, I think I'll have to rewatch you. them both to see. How old were you when you watched Bogus Journey? Uh, I'm trying to remember. I might have been like nine. <laughs> oh. Well, nine-year-old Dustin is wrong. Yeah. <laughs> because 11-year-old Ryan saw Excellent Adventure in the theater when he was in uh, February 1989. God, mm-hmm. I'm old. Uh, I was I was six then. Yeah, so we're not that far apart, man. It's five, so twelve five year old, twelve year old. years. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, I, I said it's it's an okay movie. I mean, wasn't it's it's not classic in my book. I know people, a lot of people are going to be yeah. shocked and stunned. Yeah, going to get a lot of comments. Don't at me. I don't yeah. actually at me. I don't care. Yeah. I said what I said. Yeah. It's not, I mean, it was a good movie. It just wasn't a classic in my mind. No, I I feel the same way. And I feel like I was kind of picking it apart, but I also just feel that it did some things well, but I also, the pacing of this movie, some of the plot lines, they weren't really flushed out. And I'm not like an art house cinephile. I'm not looking for like every loose end to be tied up, whatever. And I'm not looking for like, the quippy Marvel type dialogue. I know where I am. I know what I'm watching, but some of it. By the way, if you want, if you want to add us on social media, here's our social media. Yeah, channel. <laughs> it's right there. But I'm with you. I don't get all the classic hype for this movie, you no, know. And, and this is, and I'm going to keep my mouth shut. I'm going to keep my mouth shut because I was going to say something, but I'm not going to say it. All I would, all I would like to do, sir, we can start setting up. I have this movie on DVD, and it's mm-hmm. a basketball movie, and I know it gets a lot of hate. And uh, I believe William Friedkin directed it, who recently passed away last week. Mm-hmm. I think for 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 next summer, for the classic movie watch of uh, – I'm not necessarily saying this is a classic, but we got to watch it. Blue Chips, all right? Yes! Blue, Blue Chips. Yes! William Friedkin, we got to watch it. I Nick Nolte as the head coach. Yeah, I love that movie. Neil O'Neill and Anthony Hardaway. Yeah, oh. Nick Nolte's in there. He's like, he's back picking us. I'm like, I don't know what that means, <laughs> but it sounds real. 
<laughs> we're going to run the, the picket fence. <laughs> I feel like there was a part of me, I'm like, this is Hoosiers. This is the classic that everybody's been talking mm-hmm. about. I'm not disliking it, but no. I almost rather spin blue chips. Put old blue chips in the DVD player. Or the air, the air up there with Kevin Bacon. Oh, see, I haven't seen that yet. We, you haven't oh, seen the air up there? Wait, oh. I think I've seen it, but only bits and pieces. This is the one where he finds the really tall. Okay, this is where, where he, this is where he literally goes to Africa and yep. finds a college basketball pro- prospect. Yeah, and they have, and basically what happens is that, well, well you know, watch it for yourself. I believe it's on Disney Plus. Yeah, yeah, because it's, right. it's a Disney movie. But I love that movie. I oh. love the air up there. It's a great movie. La Heart. Kevin Bacon's in it. Can't go wrong with a Kevin. Anything that has Kevin Bacon, uh, sign me up for. Sign me up. <laughs> yeah, he he adds his own flavor to a movie. That's for sure. The flavor is bacon. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We gotta rank this movie, Dustin. What's your rank? What? Where in this ranking for No Ticket Required this summer does this fall into? Okay. Well, I'm gonna tell you. Uh, Ford versus Ferrari is still the champion. Mm-hmm. Coming in at number two is Air. Coming in at number three for me, still on the podium, is Miracle. Coming in at number four for me is King Richard. Coming in at number five, that's where I slot old Hoosiers. Coming in at number six, I slot uh chariots of fire so i'm under fire because i've got two sport considered classic movies very low and coming in at number seven bringing up the rear is moneyball still moneyball i don't think anything we're gonna see i mean we know the rest of the movies that we're watching and i don't really think moneyball is going to uh is gonna is gonna uh move up but We'll see. Who knows? All but, right. Uh, what about you, sir? Well, for me, Ford versus Ferrari, still number one. Mm-hmm. Number two is Air. Number three, Miracle. Number four, Chariots of Fire. And we have a new number five. Okay. It's huge. It's Hoosiers. Yeah. Six is Moneyball. And all the way down bottom, like 164th, <laughs> King Richard. You know, some people's aren't going to like that ranking. <laughs> I, had I don't do care. It. I had to do the Will Smith accent from the beginning that he then <laughs> mysteriously loses. And he loses, like brings back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, well, well, this was the uh, latest installment of No Ticket Required. All right, folks, we got more for you coming up in just a brief moment. But here's, but in the meantime, here is an ad from one of our great, one of our great affiliate sponsors here at Belly Up Sports, and that is Manscaped. Stay tuned. 
Spring has sprung, and our friends at Manscaped have the best tools for some spring cleaning. They have already helped you tidy up all the nooks and crannies of your body's basement. But this year, Manscaped can help you get the perfect presentation on that beautiful face with the new Beard Hedger Pro Kit. Make sure you look your best this spring by using code BELLY20 to get 20% off and free shipping at Manscaped.com. So tame your mane with the Beard Hedger Pro Kit. The sun is peeking back out, which means you'll have to show your face in the daylight again. So use the kit to make sure your scruff looks award-winning, whether you have glorious beard flow or some smooth, sleek cheeks. Save 20% off and free shipping with the code BELLY20 at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code BELLY20 at Manscaped.com. Focus on the face and use the Beard Hedger Pro Kit for the cleanest look in the game. That's right, folks. Manscaped.com. Use promo code BELLY20 at checkout. And you'll save yourself 20% off your order plus free shipping. You can't go wrong with 20% off plus free shipping. I got the beard head trimmer. It is. I'm bringing puppers out. There he is. It gets the no credentials required seal of approval, my friend. (laughs) The yawn. The yawn gets me. Oh, come on. It's puppers. Yeah. He's so cute. (laughs) But yes, folks, the beard head trimmer, the lawnmower 4.0. The weed whacker, nose trimmer, the body scrubber. Again, all these products, 20% off plus free shipping with promo code BELLY20 at checkout. And I forgot to mention in the last segment, Ollie shot granny style when he did when he did the free throw. Yeah. And I, I actually love the line from Gene from uh, from Gene Hackman. He says, when Ollie makes that free th- last free throw. And you will make that last free throw. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a good moment. That part cracked me up a little bit. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's 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 it manscaped as reliable as an Ollie free throw. And <laughs> I saw I looked at the stats for the last NBA basketball player to utilize the grainy shot in, uh, uh, under the and when he shot free throws, Rick Barry. Oh man! Yes, guess yeah. his guess what his free throw percentage was as. In his career, oh, shooting granny see. style, Rick Barry. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say his free throw percentage was uh, an even, an even 700. I'm gonna say he made 70 percent of his free throws with that. <laughs> nope. Keep oh going. man, 85. Keep going. 92. A little lower. All right. 90 even 90 percent shooting granny style i mean that's a beautiful beautiful. yeah (laughs) so i'm gonna call it audible here dustin because before we get to our next installment of the list we've got some breaking news That's right, folks. We introduced a new singer called Breaking News. Oh, man. I, I always am excited to see what's going to come out of the production truck, a.k.a. you. A.k.a. <laughs> my laptop. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Canva. And Canva. <laughs> we had some breaking news before we went on air with two, not one, but two signings in the NFL. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott announcing on his social media that he has gone, he has signed with the New England Patriots. It has been confirmed. He is signed with the New England Patriots. And Dalvin Cook is now a member of the New York Jets. He also signed a one-year deal. Dustin, we talked about this a few weeks ago. 
on this program. We talked about who would sign first or which one of these running backs would sign first. Mm-hmm. It was, I thought it was a tie between Dalvin. We we kind we kind of came together. We kind of consensus that Dalvin Cook was going to sign first. Yes, Zeke beat him to the punch in a way. Yeah, but what does weird. this? Yeah, I mean, for you, what's your immediate reaction to these signings? Okay, my immediate reaction to the Dalvin Cook signing is this makes sense. This is the one. This is the one that we were waiting for. He expressed interest interest in the Jets. They expressed interest in him. This one just felt like it was a fait accompli. You just had to dot the I's, cross the T's, and this one's going to be done. I think this sheds some light on how they're going to use Brees Hall and maybe protect him uh, a little bit and give him some more time to rehabilitate from that injury. Although uh, I did tune in to Hard Knocks. I watched the first episode and to my extremely un- trained football eye and with the benefit of uh editing tv editing he looks fine to me he looks he looks ready to go but um i think this i think this is uh this this signing is much more clear of the direction that they could go i think i think they're going to do a a a two-headed monster in new york i think Primarily, maybe they would use Dalvin on third downs. Brees would be the first and second down uh, back, and Dalvin maybe on third down, maybe to catch something out of the backfield. Because I'm not as knowledgeable about your team as you are, but how was Brees Hall catching balls out of the, the backfield, or did he not really get a chance to do that last year? From what I remember, he didn't really get. I, 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 I don't. I didn't, I don't remember him seeing him much catching balls out of the backfield. I know he's adept. He's it's one of his skills. He's very adept at uh, mm-hmm. when he was scouted by uh, the the New York Jets when they traded up to get him, beating out the New York Giants uh, for that pick in the in the twenty twenty two NFL draft, which is arguably one of the best draft classes the New York Jets have ever had. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, in my impression of the Zeke tra- the Zeke signing, yeah, um, it's. I think he's only good right now. I, I could be wrong. You know, this is this is me just yeah. spitballing here. But I think his, I think his best days are clearly behind him. Uh, I would you're agree. Not, you're not you're not going to see him run for a thousand yards. I mean, he barely got what seven hundred, barely got seven hundred fifty last year because he was hurt so much. Hurt so much, and they were utilizing uh, um, Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard out of the backfield mm-hmm. more than he more than uh, Zeke at this point. So you're not going to get a whole. You're not going to get the certain burst of speed he had in his early in his career. No. Uh, you you probably got to utilize him in short yardage situations, uh, especially toward especially inside the five. Um, For sure, goal line packages, things of that nature. Goal line packages, that things of that nature. Um, the problem is for the Patriots is that that's not no, that's not what you needed. You needed a wide receiver. There aren't a whole, they don't have a whole lot of speed on the outside. Yeah, Devontae Parker, uh, he's shown moments and flashes, but he's not he's not what you need. He's not enough. No. And um, I just feel like this is a classic. I feel like Belichick's going to kick the tires on Zeke, see what he yeah. has. And um, Belichick likes to crowd his backfield. So I think this more than anything was depth because I think – uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think James White recently retired. 
finally, mm-hmm. I think. So they have uh, Ramondre Stevenson. He's still there. Is Devin Harris still there as well? I believe I he is, yes. So I think – but but even – you know, Belichick was using a two-headed monster with those two partially because Harris spent some time hurt. And then Ramondre Stevenson looked like he was going to be the star back. But then Belichick, we know he doesn't like to use a one-back system. He likes to use a committee more than perhaps. Committee is becoming the way of the National Football League for sure. But Belichick was doing committee long before anybody. So I feel like this Zeke signing – is merely to add depth and maybe see if he can get something out of Zeke with a change of scenery. I don't know how Zeke's blocking is. I haven't watched Mm -hmm. Dallas games. So maybe Belichick sees something in his blocking to help with Mac Jones. I I don't know, but I'm with you. They needed a receiver. Uh, Bill O'Brien's going to have that offense looking better, but I still, they're behind everybody else in the division by a bit. Oh, I forgot they signed Juju Smith-Schuster. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Well, well, Juju, he's not – Juju is not he, – he, he had those couple seasons in Pittsburgh, but since then he's never really – he kind of fell out of favor in Pittsburgh. And, and let's, let's put it this way. He didn't exactly light the world on fire with one of the best offenses in the entire league over the last couple of years in the Chiefs. So you, you put him on the Patriots, maybe maybe the he'll make me eat crow, but I don't I don't see that you know uh, Devontae Parker and Juju Smith Schuster. I don't think that's going to strike fear in the in the heart of opposing defenses. No, I mean I mean Bill, it's it's Bill O'Brien's offensive system this year. Uh, yeah. It's not by committee anymore uh, with uh, Joe Judge and <laughs> Matt Patricia. Yeah, so it's a, it's a it's Bill O'Brien's show. But the jury for me is still out on Mac Jones. I don't. I, I think Billy Zappi is the better quarterback. I'm just saying. I'm just. I'm just saying. As a, yeah. I'm not saying this as a New York Jets fan because I'm to 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 downplay what Mac Jones has has done. But just, I just you've seen, the evidence is clear. I mean, Billy yeah. Zappi had a better season last year. They played much better under him than Mac Jones. Yeah, you're not the only one to say that, and I know you know that's not that's not Patriots haterade going on. That's just that's just pure that's just pure fact, you know. Um, but I want to get I want to get your thoughts because I you know I spouted off about Dalvin Cook, but as a Jet fan, what is your what is your uh, reaction, your gut, your gut feeling uh, after the Dalvin Cook signing? I like this move because it adds depth and the the big issue the, the primary issue now is who's going to be the odd man out in the in the in the, in the running backs room of the jets uh every from every indication from what i've seen every running back uh, outside of Brees hall because he's on the per, the player the pup list mm-hmm. uh player unable to perform list but he'll be that but he'll be on that list until week 1 uh, they feel a week one he's going to be the primary back in that backfield. Um, it gives the Jets another weapon. And when Aaron Rodgers took that pay cut, $35 million pay cut, to save the Jets some money a few weeks ago, you, it was a matter of time. It was I figured it was a matter of time before the Jets would pick up a player like Dalvin Cook. This is a luck, this is a luxury sign. I feel I feel like this is more of a luxury sign than anything, mm-hmm. but it just gives the Jets another weapon in the backfield. 
who and Delvin Cook can give you he's gonna get you those tough yards. Oh, yeah. I I have concerns about his injuries. His shoulder, his his he had shoulder problems last year, uh, in the last actually the last couple of years, and that made him expendable according to the Vikings. But if you've seen, if you know what he can do, Vikings fans are familiar with what we can do. If he if he gets in the open field, forget it, mm-hmm. forget it. He finds a hole and he's gone, gone, absolutely gone. So it gives the Jets depth. It's a luxury pick. I, I believe it's one year, eight and a half million, but a lot of that is incentive laden. I'll have to, I'll do the research on that. Um, but I, I'm okay with. I'm pretty pleased with this with this signing. Um, but I'm just I just wonder who's going to be the odd man out when it comes to the running back room. Well, yeah, well, Bam Knight. Bam Knight's been in. Bam Knight, uh, mm-hmm. Zonovan Knight, Bam Knight. Uh, they have Michael Carter. Yeah. Uh, they have. Two Michael Carters. He's the he's the first one. And then James um, Robinson, right? Didn't they trade for him last year? I believe they released him, but let me look at the uh, depth chart right now uh, for the Jets. Uh, Bre- got Brees Hall, of course. Uh, he's coming. He's not going to play until Week One. And let me just Israel Abanaconda, who is the, he was there. He was one of their. He was their. Uh, I think their fifth round pick out of out of Pitt. And I'm just looking at the depth. I'm just looking at the depth chart right now. So it goes like this. Uh, it goes Michael Carter, Bam Knight, Israel Abanaconda, and Travis Travis Dye. Uh, they've also got the Maria Cro- Crockett and Brees Hall. And again, Brees Hall's in the pup list. So I think either Travis Dye or Demaria Crockett are going to be the odd men out or they're going to be in the practice roster because Michael Carter can catch on the backfield. Zonovan Knight can get those really tough yards. Israel Abanaconda has speed he's got two touchdowns already in the preseason and i've seen some of what he can do he's he's a speedster and of course you got Brees hall is going to be the bell cow running back dalvin hall is going to share dalvin cook's going to share responsibilities mm-hmm. so I, yeah. I like the signing it's like i said it's, it's a luxury signing but i i like it it's just it's it it just gives another weapon for the jets to break things open this season and the Jets yep. fans have said for so long we need we need offense. We've got a great defense, but we need an offense to put it all together. And Joe Douglas, this offseason and during the and with the draft, has building has been building this team to to have game breaking speed. They have it with Garrett Wilson. They have it with Brees Hall. Now they have it with Dalvin Cook. And this team's going to be. I'm praying. I'm hoping and praying that with the great defense they have. And I don't know if you get to see highlights of what they did against against Carolina the other day. That defensive line is going to be a problem. That secondary is going to be a problem. Linebacker is going to be a problem. That defense is going to be a problem, period. They mm-hmm. just need the offense to do the same thing. And they'll be, at very least, a wild card. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to spoil our, our, our preview show coming up on the 5th, but uh, the AFC East is going to be – Heck of a division this year, I think. And and say what you want, but some people could argue, and I am going to do it right now, so I'm one of them. Dalvin Cook would not have signed with the Jets, I don't believe, unless Aaron Rodgers was there, and he also mm-hmm. saw some of the moves that Joe Douglas was making. Yep. This You only get signings like this when your team has some pop, and the Jets have some pop right now. 
Say what you yes. want about Aaron Rodgers and his advanced age, but him going there brought them to a level that they previously, at least whether it's real or perceived, and I think it's going to be real because no offense to him, but you can't get much worse than Zach Wilson's quarterback play last year. Um, no, that was rock bottom. Yeah, <laughs> but whether whether Aaron Rodgers brings a real or perceived new cachet to the Jets, and I think it's real, the result is that you get players like this. It becomes a destination. It becomes a place that people want to go. And I, mm-hmm. you know, not just because I have a couple real close friends who are Jets fans. I mean, I got you and I got Mr. Mr. Scott Mastriani sometimes watching. Shout out if you're watching, Scott. But Shout the two of you, I, I'm 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 a happy and hopeful for the two of you this season at what could happen. But also, I'm just I'm just as a fan, I want to be entertained. And mm-hmm. honestly, I'm I'm from New York, so I get to see some Jet games, and it'll be a lot more fun to watch the Jets this year. I think. Uh-uh, uh-uh, doesn't count. As According to Bill, according to Buffalo Bills fans, we play uh, the Jets play in New Jersey, so uh, oh, yeah, a yeah. real New York team. Yeah, no, I know. Shove it. I know. The shove Bills, it, Bills fans. The Bills play in Orchard Park for years. <laughs> play in a suburb. So shove it. By the way, before we go to the list, I just want to show this absolutely positively serious tweet that, was, that came out as soon as the news came along that uh, – that, Ezekiel Elliott is going to be a New England Patriot. It's a very yeah. serious tweet from a very serious account. <laughs> and there's your tweet. The Patriots had the best backfield in football. Ezekiel <laughs> no. Elliott, Ramondre Stevenson. No, no, no. Dolomite, take it away. <laughs> Bitch, are you for real? <laughs> no. Now, no disrespect to Ramondre Stevenson. I think that man is the real no, deal. He's a very good. He's a very good running back. He can play, but I mean, come on. Was this person watching the same football we were watching last year? We both said Zeke were was washed. Both yeah. of us, and we have no personal. I have no personal vendetta. But no, but Zeke. Dustin, don't Dustin understand? <laughs> now that Ezekiel Elliott is a New England Patriot. He's not washed anymore. No, oh, yeah, yeah. He's got that Patriot shine on him, huh? No, I. Belichick, <laughs> Belichick's a great coach, but he's not a miracle worker. Father Time no. is undefeated. Okay, it happens to all of us. It happened to me probably when I was ten years old. Who knows? <laughs> I, just, I am. I am. I am uh, negative. 35% the athlete that Zeke is. <laughs> Let me go higher. I'm negative 95 the athlete that Zeke is at his current state. I couldn't do a fraction of what he does, but that does not change the fact that he's not the same, and he hasn't been the same, I would argue, since that preseason injury in Seattle that he got uh, uh, a few years ago now. He was mm-hmm. never the same after that. Well, I got to bring out a couple of things before we move on to the list. Uh, first of all, um, that take is utter. Ready? And pull, Trace! <laughs> and now because it was the England Patriots, we have to play as PSA by one. Yes, I was hoping. <laughs> the following is a public service announcement from Wise El Jefe. Boston. This has been a public service announcement from Wise El Jefe. 
and, and also F Aaron Boone because seriously, that man oh. is a terrible, <laughs> terrible manager. All right, now that the breaking news is uh, that was breaking news. That's a tune, reminds, man. Dude, that, reminds me, that reminds me of the, of the old SNL bit from Michael Miles Sprockets. <laughs> I know Sprockets, we dance. <laughs> anyway, all right, here's another installment of The List. You just made The List! Oh, my gosh. Oh, man, where did you find that sound bite, man? <laughs> I just searched for the I just searched for the list of Jericho on YouTube and it brought me that. Uh, yeah, you're right. That was one of his better bits on WWE from back. Oh yeah. Day, now he's with AEW, still doing still doing goat things. Chris, just Jericho. No, you're fan. No credentials required. We acknowledge you as the goat. Yeah, yeah, you are the goat, sir. All right. So this week's installment of the list, because we just had somebody in Florida, damn you, one win a billion and a half dollar mega millions jackpot of course Man. it happens to somebody in florida yeah. but we're gonna do our five things we do if we ever won powerball or mega millions so dustin i'm gonna have you start off what's your first thing what's the first thing what are the five things you would do if you were to win Powerball or Mega Millions? Like the the giant jackpot of like half a bill or more. Oh man! All right. So the first thing, the first thing I'm going to do, and some of these, some of these are going to seem probably are relatively small by comparison, but hey, uh, you know, it is what it is. So the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to take care of some of my family and friends and make sure everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's taken care of and people that have taken care of me, I'd like to take care of them. You know, maybe maybe pay for a, a friend of mine, pay for their kids college, you know, help out, mm. help out my nieces, and nephews, things, things like that. Uh, obviously, take care of my sister, take care of some people. Uh, and then when we get into the frivolousness, because this is basically if I had, you know, F you money, I'm doing I'm doing what I want to do. So I would buy, I would buy one of the houses down in OBX. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would also, I would also invest some of the money so that I can just make some of that passive income. Cause you got it. You got to think about what you can do. Um, I'm never working again. <laughs> uh, and then the last, the last couple things are, I would I would like to have a pilot on retainer because I haven't traveled much. Mm-hmm. So I could just be like, hey Jack, I think I'd like to eat lunch in France today. You have a pilot named Jack? Let's go. I don't know. I just I, I came up with something. I came up with something with, with something there. Uh, that should um, be that should be a recurring character on no credentials required. Jack right. the pilot. Jack the pilot. We got Annabelle. We got Puppers the Seal. We Puppers got the Seal. Uh, who else did we come up? We came up with somebody. I can't remember. Um, we just have Annabelle and Puppers the Seal right now. But probably. Jack the Pilot is going to be a, re, a, re, <laughs> right. a re, uh, reoccurring character. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. And, and by Jack the Pilot, it would just be you in a pilot hat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll get one. All right. Um, <laughs> <I> do it. <laughs> and, then, and then, so the last, let's see, because by my count, I got the OBX house. I got Jack on retainer with, with plane. 
Mm. I got taking care of family. I got yep. investing some money. So yeah, I got one. Cool. I got one more thing. What I'm gonna do? What I'm gonna do? And you would think I'd say buy a professional sports team. That sounds cool. That's how you know. That sounds very nice. You would say buy. You know, maybe I'd get into some Nirvana memorabilia. Yeah, maybe. Maybe I'd want to buy some of that stuff. Maybe I'd want to buy – well, maybe I'd want to have a personal movie theater. Is this just me stalling and cheating and getting some more stuff in there? Yes. Yes. But the last thing <laughs> – the last thing that I'm going to do, and this is inspired by one Sebastian Bach, and it seems juvenile, but years ago I saw the VH1 Behind the Music skid row. I still love Behind the Music. And he said that one of the, one of the things that he did when he first broke it rich, and keep in mind, Sebastian Box got wealthy at a very young age. Mm-hmm. He went in, and this shows how long ago it was. Cassette tapes were still the main um, mode of, of oh, yeah. listening to music. Mm-hmm. He said he walked into a store and he said, "I want that," and the clerk said, uh, "Which." tape are you talking about and he goes i want the wall brother and he had <laughs> he had the ta- he had that that nice. wall taken out of the record store and put in his house i want to do the equivalent of that with guitars i want to go into a guitar store and i want to be like i want that and when they say which one i'm going to say i want the wall brother <laughs> i I, imag- I would imagine you at the, the- at, like that same scene from Wayne's World, where he goes, <laughs> where he has the Stratocaster guitar. It will be mine. Oh yes, <laughs> yeah. The guitar shop, and you'll you can't afford that. <laughs> we're gonna buy that. We get we gonna buy that with. Do you take cash? <laughs> I can see you doing that. Oh I can yeah, see you doing that. Oh you yeah. Take- cash and I, I tragically i don't play that much anymore i'm gonna have to remedy that but i still like, do it i want i want all the gear man like i just want all the like i see the, i watch this show that pedal show on youtube shout out to dan and mick and i see all their guitars and i'm just like i want them all <laughs> i mean they make them sound a lot better than i do but but you, that's you, beside you actually, the point. You, you, yeah, you get all the gear. You can actually start the band Chemical Toilet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but those are my those are my five things. What about you, sir? Yeah, I mean, in the same vein, I would take care of family. I would pay off all the mortgages of my fam of my immediate family. My all both my brothers, my sister, my parents. I pay off all their mortgages. Uh, I'd buy some property for myself, of course. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would also buy property in the Outer Banks, and I would what I would do is I'd I'd I'd, uh, I'd elicit the, the rental company that we always use, Twitty T W I D D Y. Shout out to them uh, for our for our houses. But I would have it stipulated in our contract that the only week that is closed is the week that we go down before Labor Day week. Yeah, that's the yeah. only that I said. I would say, all right, in the contract, you can rent it out to anybody else for any other week. But this particular week is ours and ours only. Yeah, that'd be awesome. The Passive third income. Thing, it's right. It's right. The third thing I do is start a brewery. I've, Ooh, we talked about this beautiful. during our, our brew tour slash ruse last double ruse last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah that one got me good. Yeah, it got me good too because I didn't <laughs> know it was for me. The party was for me either. Yeah. But they're on Route 50 in, uh, I'm sorry, no, no, sorry, Route 67. In go and ball going from Boston's ball going towards Amsterdam in Charlton, I believe. 
there's a, a road called Hop City Road. And I would buy property like in the big field over there. And I would call it, I would name it Hop City Brewing. Mm-hmm. Hop City Brewing. Yeah. Because uh, it's a cool name. Perfect. Yeah, it's perfect. So, and I grow my own hops too. Mm-hmm. Just as a just to save my again, save myself some money. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fourth thing I would do is that I would I wouldn't necessarily quit my job, but I'd try to find different things to do. Like I want to keep myself yeah. occupied. Like yeah. I don't want to just sit there like a lump and just watch TV all day and watch YouTube videos and say, Oh, I wish I could do that. No, I want to go out and do that stuff. I want to learn how to video edit. I want to do my own production. Mm-hmm. I want to make my own production company, set up, set up a recording studio so we can actually do like be in the same room doing no crunches required. Yeah. And uh, also, and, and like travel in the world, like travel log, like the, the, one of the cool things I love about YouTube. And one of the cool things that always gets a lot of views is travel logs. Mm-hmm. I've always wanted to do that. Like, to, like Mikey Chen is one of my personal, my personal favorite channels. His, his vlog and his, uh, his other channels, strictly dumpling. Love those channels. <laughs> love those channels. My favorite channels to watch. Um, Another one of my favorite new channels is Roaming Reckless. Uh, this gal is just driving across the country with her Australian Shepherd in a 1997 Land Rover Defender oh, that man. she that she that she spruced up and made it into a, like a tent and travel across. The, she, she's doing all 50 states, driving to all 50 states. I'm like, that's the coolest thing ever. Yeah. If I had the money to do that, and I you know I I know I'd probably do that if I save enough money. But if I had unlimited wealth, that's one thing I would love to do. Yeah. Like travel, document all my travels, travel across North America, go to different places. And the last thing I would well, do, the last Jack, thing I would do. Jack and I can take you wherever you want. <laughs> <laughs> but I like to drive, though. I like to yeah, drive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love, yeah, to, I love to be on the road and <laughs> having those adventures, you know? Yeah. But the last thing I would do, it was kind of a frivolous thing. I would buy a professional sports team i would buy oh, for man. for albany specifically i would bring back the albany empire slash firebirds i would bring back the albany river rats to play oh, the, either the ahl or another league because people love that i mean people love the the old look the 90s in the albany area the capital region for pro sports it was a place the knickerbocker arena was a place to be between the heyday of the albany river rats and the heyday of the Albany Firebirds, that arena was the place to be on a Friday night or a Saturday night or a random night during the hockey season. That was the place to be. And I would love to have that back in the area because I don't know about you, Dustin, but I feel like there's a lack of civil pride when it comes to our professional sports teams. I would I would I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, because we're yeah. so I wouldn't say we're spoiled. But if you hit the ground running and you're not don't rent win right away, you're kind of pushed by the wayside. I mean, with the Albany Firebirds, it was football. It took a couple seasons. It took a season for them to get their feet wet. They put. They, if you don't know the history of the Albany Firebirds, it took them six. It, it, they the team was announced, and they had six weeks to put together a team. In 1990. They did the same thing in 2021 when they went when the Albany Empire came back to the National Arena League. They had to get a coach and they had to put a team together in the in the span of six weeks. And we've documented it on this particular podcast about how Antonio Brown unfortunately 
ruin the goodwill of the city of the city of Albany forever mm-hmm. with his stain of bad behavior and just just awful terrible behavior. I would actually put put the money to have the Albany uh, an Albany franchise arena football franchise at the MVP arena. I'd also put an, I'd try to find some affiliate with an with an NHL team and bring the Albany River Rats back to MVP arena because yeah. again, I loved going to River Rats games. I loved going to New Jersey Devil to Albany Devils games. Love going up I still love going up to the to the Glens Falls Civic Center mm-hmm. and going awesome. to a Thunder game. I haven't been to a yeah. Thunder game since before the pandemic, but I want to go up there this I want to start going up there this winter uh, to cover the team again. And I, I love I, I love our regional sports. It's it's so important to support your local sports teams. Unfortunately, it just people just can't get yeah. can't get excited for in this region. They can't get excited for sports, and I want to bring that feeling back again. Yeah, and the the thing is, I will say, and I don't, I'm not as well uh, acquainted with the the feeling. I I probably did not, I probably did not attend as many games as you, but I still remember. I have fond memories, and and it, uh, it was usually my dad that took us to these, you know. Um, and uh, but Firebirds games. Let's not forget. Firebirds were my jam, man. Let's not Firebirds forget the jam. the Albany Colony Yankees over at Heritage yep. Park back in the mm-hmm. day, uh, mm-hmm. and then after that, it was the Albany. What was it? The Devil Dogs that played Diamond there? Dogs. Diamond Dogs. That's yeah, right. Yeah, they were they were an independent league. That's yep, right. the Albany Diamond Dogs. I remember going to a few Diamond Dogs games, and also I have memories of going to the Patroons games from back mm-hmm. in the day. The Albany Patroons because they had yep. a little. They had a little gas for a while. George Carl was coaching there. George Carl, Phil uh, Jackson, yeah, Phil Jackson, team. and and also wasn't uh, didn't Pat Riley have ties to it, or is it just that he's from Schenectady? No, he just has ties to the area. He grew up in Schenectady. Yeah, that's what it was. Okay, get, that would be a huge get for a podcast guest. Oh yeah, huge. Oh my god, yeah. Oh. The the most dapper GM in all of sports. I still. I still yeah, the, say the, the, the best, the most dapper looking coach in the in the NBA in the eighties as well. Oh yeah, for sure. Oh. Now, um, but I too have some fond memories, and I feel like, especially uh, those 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 uh, River Rats team, they were the ninety four Calder Cup champions. Is 19, that's what it was? They, they were one of the the nineteen ninety five Calder Cup. They were one of the only 95. franchises where the NHL franchise and the AHL affiliate won the Stanley won the. The two trophy, the, the primary trophies in the same season. Devils won the Stanley Cup, and the River Rats won the Calder Cup. Yeah, I mean, I remember, I remember in '95. I was, I was off by a year. I must have '94 on the brain today or something. Uh, <laughs> but, but uh, I remember the pop that the River Rats had in in this town when that was happening. Because I also remember my friend of mine uh he sometimes watches the podcast schmitty was a season ticket holder to the rats mm-hmm. in the less glorious years in the early 2000s and i went yep. with him to some of the games and i still enjoyed my time there you know when like brian uh, brian gianta was on the team on the team yep. playing for the rats and and stuff like that but uh yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. We lost. We we had pride in our teams, and somewhere along the way, we lost it. Yeah, that's true. All right. Well, that's another installment of the list. You just made the list. Oh my gosh! 
All right, we'll take another quick break with a word from one of our other affiliate sponsors here at Billy Up Sports, and that is SeatGeek. Stay tuned. Hey, everyone. It's Ryan from No Credentials Required to talk to you about one of our newest partners at Billy Up Sports, SeatGeek. Yeah, live sports is great on television, but the feeling of being at the arena is a priceless experience. That's why our friends at SeatGeek are there to help you find the best tickets at the best prices. Not only can you get tickets to sporting events, you can also get tickets to concerts, comedy shows, musicals, and more. Search for your desired event now at SeatGeek.com, enter promo code BELLYUPSPORTS at checkout, and you save 20 bucks off your first purchase. SeatGeek. Life's an event. We have the tickets. You get that right, folks. SeatGeek.com. Promo code BELLYUPSPORTS for $20 off your first order of $50 or more. Look, NFL's coming back. Major League Baseball is in full effect. NHL and NBA seasons, they start pretty soon. I'm excited for to see my New Jersey Devils rule the Metropolitan Division this year. I'm sure Dustin is ready to see his, uh, his Edmonton Oilers uh, go nuts on the Pacific Division, although Vegas is in the same division, yeah. uh, to be fair. To be fair. Uh, but uh, look, folks, it's not cheap to go to a game, and tickets are part of that. So why not save some coin? Go to SeatGeek.com, use Belly Up Sports as a promo code, and save $20 off your first order of $50 or more at SeatGeek.com. Go there right now, get yourself some tickets, enjoy yourself a game, save that 20, save that 20 bucks for the parking lot or a hot or a beer or a hot dog for or a souvenir for your kid. Yeah. Great way to save money. All right, so... We're going to wrap things up tonight with another installment of questions for podcasters. Dustin, I have the first question on hand. Oh boy. And that question is, what job is way overpaid and what job is criminally underpaid? All right, I'm going to start I'm going to start with uh I'm going to start with the underpaid one. I think I think nurses and and caretakers at hospice places and and people that provide at-home care for other people. I think those people are criminally underpaid. It takes a special kind of person to do that. Um, I I, I've witnessed, I've witnessed, um, I've witnessed what hop, hospice workers, how much they go through, how much they're able to help. I, I've, and I, you know, Obviously, there were nurses that took great care of my mother when she needed it. Uh, I think those people are are woefully, woefully underpaid. And as far as overpaid, I'm not going to go with the trope of that athletes are overpaid. I'm not going to I'm not going to go with any of that. But no. overpaid. This is this is more of a joke because uh, I don't think they get paid an awful lot, but I'm going to say whether men are overpaid because you can be wrong. You took one of my answers. Ah. Wrong. Yeah. And, and there's no, ah. consequences. there's no consequences. <laughs> yeah. Meteorologists and politicians are way overpaid because you can be wrong and yet keep your job for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Oh, man, I'm sorry I took the wind out of your sails there, but it was the first no. Thing you're that absolutely came, you're absolutely right with with caretakers, CRNAs, um, VNA visiting nurses, certified nursing assistants. 
they are woefully underpaid. They don't make they don't make a whole lot of money. Like, like when my mom was uh, in the inpatient rehab center again. Hi, mom and dad. Um, <laughs> there were times where people wouldn't come to work because because their kid was sick or they just didn't. They they were just not paid enough to do the job that night. And I mean, these people aren't even making. They're probably making no more than fifteen dollars an hour. That's a crime. Yeah, it's an absolute crime. And you got all these hospitals, all these different centers making millions upon millions of dollars every year, but they don't pay enough. They don't pay their, the real, I mean, nurses do more than doctors. We do way more than doctors. I work with nurses. I work for my, for my real job, my, my, my main job. I work with nurses. They're not paid as much as doctors, but they do twice the work with charting and vital, taking vitals, making sure the patient's comfortable. Mm-hmm. CRNAs, certified nurses, nursing assistants, same thing. Um, uh, at home, uh, licensed private nurses, they're not paid that great. Same with uh, visiting nurses, they're not paid that great either. And they got to travel in adverse conditions sometimes to take care of their patients. That is a woefully underpaid position. And they deserve a lot more than. Just my, for 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 visiting nurses or traveling visiting nurses, they deserve more than just the mileage. They deserve more than just a basic rate and the mileage they get, because mm-hmm. they do a lot more than what is, than than what doctors actually do. Yeah, doctors great. I mean, they diagnose they diagnose patients and they they figure out a way to treat them. But all the heavy work is done by the nurses. They're done by the RNAs. The CRNAs are done by the visiting nurses, are going by the home health aides, and they're woefully underpaid. And I tip my hat in gratitude. I don't have a hat on right now, but if I did, I would tip my hat to every single worker who took care of who took care of our parents, our between our both our mothers, um, the care that they've taken, the, the care that they've done to, you know, keep my mom around. And unfortunately, I know your mom has is gone, but but they did the they're, they're, they're angels. They're, they're literal angels on earth and they're not paid like they are. They're, yeah. they're woefully underpaid. And yeah, the position is overpaid the most meteorologists because they get it wrong and politicians because they do crap work, but they still get reelected for some reason. <laughs> I, don't get it. I don't get it. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm stupefied hmm. that they get to keep their job and whatever they're paid. They're woefully overpaid. Ugh. Anyway, man, Return. We were we were uh, synergistic on that one, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> all right. Oh yeah, so, and coaching and coaching assistants like the f- first year coaching assistants, the interns, they don't get p- paid a whole lot either. They need to get paid more. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> all right. So this question is actually uh, perfect for uh, for one of our sponsors. Ooh, Manscaped might help you with some of this. But oh. would you rather be bald and jacked? Or a shrimp with great hair. I'm already bald and jacked, so <laughs> and yeah, with a great you, beard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you got the beard, you got everything going. Ladies, yeah. how you doing? <laughs> well, uh, I wouldn't say I'm jacked. I would say I'm fat jacked. Yeah, but you're you're. I got a little chub, but <laughs> it's it's an insul it's an insulator. It's a, it's a it's a cooler. Yeah, yeah. It's not a six pack. It's a cooler. But and that's the thing. Like I. 
I'm already kind of like, I mean, shrimp I resent, but I am short, you know, I am, I am short. And whether I have great hair is extremely debatable, especially tonight. So well, get a little. You did get compared to Elon Musk once. Yeah, yeah I did. And he has pretty, he has de- semi-decent hair. So, <laughs> so, I mean, I guess both of us are just saying that nah, we'd, we'd stay the way we are. This question, yeah. I should have vetoed it. I, nah. I should have just said, it, but you know what? Here it is. We'll stay the way we Look, are. I don't think I'm a shrimp, but I'd like to be a little taller sometimes. Like Skilo said, I wish I was a little bit taller. Taller. Wish I was a taller. <laughs> wish I had a girl with a phone so I could call her. Wish I had a rabbit with a hat and a bat. Or Paula. <laughs> Please don't strike us. I still us. like that song. I still like that song. <laughs> oh, I love that song. I mean, look, everybody has their – let me just put it this way. Everybody has their type. Everybody has their type. Men have their type. Women have their type. Mm-hmm. Women like some guys who are a bit shorter. Some women like guys are a little bit taller. Some like a little bit, bit build on them. Some like them a little bit svelte. Yeah. And that's okay. That's mm-hmm. okay. The world, the world's your, you know, to each their own. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. You know, it is. Everybody's Everybody's got their tastes. Everybody's got their style. Everybody's got their type. Keep on doing you as long as you're not hurting anybody. You do you, boo-boo, as my sister. <laughs> Shout out to my sister. Shouts. Shout out to our sisters. All right. So we're going to wrap things up for this edition of No Crunchers Required. Before we go, though, we just want to let you know, remind you about our socials right down here below. Twitter, I mean, X, Instagram, <laughs> and the scarcely used TikTok at No Creds REQ. Facebook.com forward slash No Creds REQ. You tell you, oh my God. Facebook.com forward slash no creds req. You can tell my voice is starting to go. Yeah. And youtube.com forward slash at no creds req. If you're watching live or you're watching replay, just want to remind you to please smash that like button and smash it responsibly and send us your money. <laughs> on the on the podcast side, subscribe to the podcast on any podcast platform, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Google Play, wherever you podcast. Rate and review five stars is a preferred number of stars to rate. And also, if you leave a review, we might even read it on the air, no matter how mean or vile or really, really spectacularly sweet it is. So for this edition of No Crunches Required, for Dustin Henry, my name is Ryan McCarthy. Thank you for watching or listening to No Credentials Required, where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. We are always presented by Belly Up Sports in association with Godzilla Media. Next week, we'll have another, our, one of the last two installments of No, no Ticket Required for the rest of the summer. So the you summer want to hit. tune... Right? Exactly. <laughs> it's a summer hit. So come back next Monday, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on whichever... whichever... Uh, whichever channel you use, Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, or X. But in the meantime, we'll talk to you later. Have a great week. Send one dollar to Happy Dude. I'll never get used to X. Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>